Haters are gonna hate, and we are selling new properties all the time and hearing the opposition against new property, the pros, the cons, we're gonna talk about them today quickly. See you soon. Good morning, Mark. Hey, how are you? Top of the morning. Controversial topic. Oh, mate, it is. We get smashed on this as real estate agents with um, because we're sort of part of new developments. We witness them. We facilitate them. We guide developers. We guide purchasers into them. We sell for them. Like, it's it's a touchy one, hey. I think, look, it's something that's always happened. When you even look at old buildings, they were new developments once upon a time. Um, and it's something that I think has just been blown up in the media, especially over the past, I guess, as social media has become a bigger thing, as it's easier to access all the information. I think it's just something that's been blown a little bit out of proportion um, in terms of what's being reported out there. And I think... I guess the, the facts and the reality maybe aren't always what it appears online. Look, um, the big question seems to be the quality. Um, yes. People have a real issue with the quality. People mm-hmm. have no idea about the quality. They are not engineers. They are not quality control building specialists or whatever you want to call them. But they, yeah. have, they definitely have an opinion on it. and that's the thing as well when a lot of these people are looking at these newer builds and don't get me wrong there's definitely some duds out there and there's some really great ones out there as well and pretty much from my experience and I'm curious to hear your experience as well Mark I don't think I've ever seen a new build um, any new build across any period of time regardless of whether it's a great considered a great build or not so great build that hasn't gone through some form of teething problems after it's been built well, you know, if you look at Northern Beaches as a sample, there's 100,000 properties on the Northern Beaches. Mm. Anything that I see, and I've been an agent for 30 years, anything that I've seen that's been built in the last 30 years has got holes in it. There's issues with it. There's problems yeah. with it. People aren't happy with it. The reality is they're still standing. The reality is there hasn't been problems since that first initial five-year period. But it makes me think, like, isn't it normal that every property has issues? Like, I I look at a car and you expect if a lot goes wrong with your car, well, it's a shit car. But if something goes wrong with your car, it's all right, as long as it's not too much. But there doesn't seem to be that tolerance with property. Yeah, I agree. And I think part of the, the flack that comes from it out there as well, and you hear it time and time again, is with developers that build properties. And maybe they'll build, like like you said, they, they go through that teething problems and that's all right. But I think a lot of the time what people sometimes have that frustration is if the builder comes back and fixes it. And there always seems to be this friction in between the people that bought the building, the builders, um, and whether they come back and actually fix the issues. And obviously the owner's corporation will always have one idea of the way it should be. And the builder will always have another idea of the way it should be. 
And of course, when the media presents it, they're always going to go, bad Mr. Builder, he's not doing it the exact way the owner's corp is asking them to do it. Well, the builder's not, a developer's not an open checkbook either. Um, yeah. There's limits. Um, there's uh, guided by professionals, by consultants that are experts in the field of drainage or plumbing or whatever that may be, and they'll 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 need to, those checks and, and things, but you know to make sure it's all right. But Meriton's a perfect example. Yeah. Now, um, I, I will say that I do um, we do we have sold do sell for Meriton, are selling for Meriton at the moment. Um, I get so much flack. Um, and we sold more in Meriton DY than any other agent. You sold more. Um, we were super active in that building. And the amount of crap we heard about about new building and, oh, and then it was like an arm wrestle. And inevitably, we won most arm wrestles and sold the, sold the people, the properties in there. But it was, this is someone that's built 70,000 apartments. There's, there's not even 10,000 apartments in DY. There's, it's, it's probably more apartments than what's in the entire CBD of Sydney. Um, he's built more than, than that. And like people don't reckon, and over 60 years, people go, nah, nah, not going to buy their building and not a good builder. It's like, <laughs> if that's not a good builder, who is? Yeah, very, very true. And it's really interesting as well. When we were selling a lot of these ones off the plan, guys, the amount of people that I spoke to that initially that end up buying in that building that just were not open to the concept of a newer build. They went, no, nah, I don't want to touch it. I've heard that there's things in the media and I'm, I'm worried of what this, this, that. And when they come through, they fall in love with it. It works. There's a reason why these newer builds do well. There's a reason why they command premium prices for it because they're moving the way that people want to live. And the difference is a lot of these older blocks around, let's say, DY or Northern Beaches suburbs, they're great. They were built 40, 50, 60 years ago, designed for a way of living then. These newer builds now, they're designed for the way people want to live now. Um, and I found it really interesting because now looking in hindsight, now that building's been done about three years now, it continues to get big premiums and people want to be in there even more than when we are first building it. But Michael, on the approach, people bloody hated it. Mm, correct. There was a in lot the planning, of planning. In the people planning like stages, no, nah, no. Nah. And it's almost like, guys, you just got to get used to this, um, mm. because with um, it seems like looking back. And look, I, I, I'm not speaking for all parts of Sydney and all developments. I'm just saying from what what we've seen as real estate agents, observer, observers, and from that from that aspect mm. like we look at dy people were absolutely ropeable but they didn't want to see a property like that in the area i haven't met one since it was built that isn't over the moon with what that development's produced and it mm. just makes me think there's got to be some sort of tolerance or acceptance with building quality and, and repairs and maintenance there's got to be some sort of tolerance and acceptance with developing in an area because generally it's it's either naught out of 10 or 10 out of 10 naught we hate it we're opposing it or 10 it's built it's pretty good well that's the thing i i just think and i think they're moving in the right direction in terms of the regulations around it all you want is for someone who's building it to be 
like someone it's nice like when you see someone like Merton because they've got a track record with it so you know that and for example in this new building there they have come back when there's been defects in every new building they've come back and they've fixed it Amazing. you just yeah. you just want to know that when you're buying into a new build it's not going to fall over on you like one of those one extreme examples and then obviously when there are teething problems that what the right thing is to do gets done um so the build is still around they come back they fix the things that they're meant to fix there's always going to be that tension with it that's just the nature of people sitting on opposing sides um but one big thing that i was thinking about before is as much as i guess all the people out there that are anti-new development what happens if we cut out all new development we don't build any new housing any new any new apartments what happens then property prices go up stuffed we're stuffed you, you, you run out of supply, more and more people are still coming into the country, more and more people still want to live in these areas. And I'm not saying oversupply them to buggery and build a thousand, thousands upon thousands of apartments for somewhere that doesn't have the infrastructure to be able to handle it. But smart town planning, building new developments as they're needed, I think something that we need to obviously continue forward. So it's one of those things, I guess, guys, and if you just tuned in, we're talking about new developments and do we really need them and people's response to them. I think the reality is that um, if you look at the cost of building today, mm. if you look at um, the prices reducing in some areas of Sydney, um, if you look at how tight planning is in Sydney, I think there's a massive issue because even if prices were great, building costs were low and planning was good, easy, you would still, and you decided to build all these units. It's fulfillment's about five years away. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So at the moment, it's not looking good. Building costs are really high. Prices mm. are, uh, are, on the, are, are down or even and possibly down further, interest rates are high. Um, it's not looking good for the fulfillment for new developments, which will ripen um, in five years' time if we were good to do it today. So yeah. by the time it gets good, by the time they fulfill the units, we're going to have a massive undersupply in Sydney. We're staffed with, you know, it, yeah. it's good for prices going up in the, in, that with that tightening of the stock in in you know three five four, uh, sorry three, five seven years time, but mm. yeah, there's a problem there. Well, it's true. It's very simple maths, isn't it? It doesn't really incentivise new development when, like you said, um, building costs are through the roof. Sale prices are really far down. That really cuts into I guess the whole purpose of someone building development is as a business to make money. There's not really much there. And so, and we're starting to see it. There's not a whole lot of, a lot of new developments went up over the past five years. Starting now, moving forward, there's not a whole lot coming up in comparison. And I think exactly what you said there, Mark, we're going to have a big undersupply afterwards. And I'm curious, the biggest thing I always hear with developments is, also newer developments, oh, I don't want to buy it because I know that the building is going to cut corners and the quality is not going to be as good. I've got a genuine question here for you. If you think, so as a buyer, if you knew that that developer went and made the slabs twice as thick, they used all the old school, let's say, like more solid materials than maybe what they use, the lighter weight materials these days, which cost an absolute fortune, two, three times the cost, would you pay as a would Do you think the development would sell and the buyers would go pay two, three times the premium on the property? 
No. I know they won't. And that's our I've, problem. I've had, I distinctly remember a development in DY. Um, that was 200 lot developments. One was built over spec, over spec. Yeah. Well, one was built under spec and a little bit fun and sexy. Um, yeah. They both, the guy who over spec flushed his money. They probably because they them. both sold for the same prices. <laughs> and this is the problem with it. And it, I don't know if it's something that can be fixed, but buyers will never believe because it's almost intangible in terms of unless you're a builder, you don't know what goes on behind the scenes, like underneath the, behind the jip rock and the development in the ground. People don't know. And they're not going to pay premium just because you told them that that's there as well. Um, so what's incentivizing a builder to do so as well? And then there's the ethics of it all. And it, it just... It seems to be a problem that I don't know if there's necessarily a solution to. Look, it's um, equity comes with clean hands. Builders are building to spec. Um, they are. Well, they are they, <laughs> right. So they are building what they can sell and what they can profit on. If they feel there was a higher profit margin on a higher quality development, they will do it. Um, but if you look on balance to all the stuff that's being delivered into Sydney, um, you know, they don't want to spend too much. They don't want to spend modern, well, not enough. There's actually a fine art and a fine balance to it already. Um, yeah. And I think this is the best of the best. Like you, you, if you're a developer spending 20, 30, 50 million on a development, you don't go in and ignore, you know, all, all the feedback that you get from the public, from agents, from and from everyone, you sort of listen and make the best decision to, to make a profitable development. So these guys are clever. They're not Muppets. They're, they're tailoring to the market. And the market doesn't want double the thickness slabs. They will not pay for it. The builder will not build it. They'll complain about it, but they won't. They don't want to pay for it. <laughs> that's, They'll that's complain the, about the, it. Correct. And, and look... It, like any industry, it's it's not perfect. There, there's definitely duds out there. There's definitely great ones out there. But I think moving forward with it, if it's being regulated the way it is, they continue to improve regulations with it. Builders continue to do the best they can to provide a product. And we're seeing it around as well. It's not like every new build is shocking. Like in DY, for example, when we, we spoke on one side of the Meriton block in DY, there's some great buildings yeah. out there. Are they perfect? No. But do they supply exactly what people are looking for? Yes. Um, and I think that's a positive step moving forward. Look, I, I know it. Like, I know the joke. If the jokes on concrete slabs, double the concrete slabs. But that's the I distinct. <laughs> that's the biggest eh? one you hear. from buyers. That's the well, biggest thing that you talk about like the quality development. How thick's the slab? That's probably one of the biggest ones. So Harry Triggerboff, a speech that he did in DY. Um, yeah. Fact. They have never poured so much concrete into a building than what they built in the lighthouse in DY. Fact. Yeah. Um, people still have a problem with it, and it's like, dude, you got no idea. This is this is strong. This is a this is a really good strong building. There's more concrete in this joint than anything than anything the biggest builders ever built. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's just yeah, it's. It's just haters are always going to hate. That's the bottom line of today, and it's uh, you got to navigate through it. I actually feel, I feel, I think it's probably we're at probably at the point of being overregulated in the marketplace um, with building now. Um, yeah. If you look at the amount of buildings that are pulled up and the amount of buildings that are built, um, it's a it's a it's a minority of the number. You know that it's. I, I think worldwide we've got a pretty goddamn good standard of build. 
um, yeah. you know, for, for, for most parts in the world. We're, we are very already a highly regulated country with everything else, and it's yeah. definitely like that in building. Well, that's the thing. You, um, you, want, you, want to protect, you want to protect the consumers, but you also want to keep the incentive there for the builders to keep building, because exactly like what you said before, if they stop building, there's bigger problems that go around the corner. It's happened. Um, they're stopping. Um, they've stopped. Um, the pipeline in Sydney, in Sydney and, and some parts of Australia uh, is, is, is not looking good. Like Luke mentioned um, there, there's 300,000 people coming in uh, in the next 12 months to the country. They have to live somewhere. Uh, we have a good winch about petrol prices. This is much bigger than petrol prices. You may put $50 or $100 in your tank a week or more but your mortgage is a hell of a lot more than that so um or your, or your rent is a hell of a lot more than that your rent can be five six seven hundred dollars a week and your mortgage can be a thousand dollars a week so i think we've got to be really really careful about that affordability and new developments new land subdivisions um they're in a, they really are a necessity if we have migration like we have migration 100 percent. you can't tell guys we're very passionate about this <laughs> it's, it's a dangerous topic as well like we you know yeah. we don't want to tread on people's feet but the reality is um trucking 100 you definitely need it we see the view from both sides it's about finding that balance it's never going to be perfect but it just it, it needs to happen that is the bottom line exactly how you do it that can be argued but it needs to happen Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Silich. Thanks for watching, everyone. <laughs> Take care. Thanks, guys. See ya.